Hey guys, what's up? This is Coach Ken, a second 50 strong, and I'm working my way through the deadlift material. Let's do this. Hey guys, what's up? This is Coach Ken, a second 50 strong, and fall has come hardcore. It is the 29th of September. Holy cow. And the leaves are turning beautifully and unfortunately fall into the ground. We've had some rain lately and that's what it does to the beautiful foliage is it drops it right to the ground. And the first things that turn are the maple trees. And the maple trees are gorgeous because they can be fire red and fire orange and absolutely splendid. And then when we get that bad timing rain, it's kind of a bummer because then they just all leave the trees too quick. When some years they stick around a little longer. And with my drives, there's some areas where we know this tree's always gorgeous every year. And, oh, I can't wait for that tree to turn. And it's all just happening right now, which is uh, pretty amazing for the fact it's not even October yet. <laughs> my wife's birthday was a couple days ago. And she finally turned 48. Yes, I married a little bit of a younger woman. And um, we tried to do something different for her this year. You know, it gets dark up in northern New England. So we got her one of those big seasonal depression lamps. Um because she feels it, you know, she really feels the dark. We all do, but she feels it more than we do. It's like one ten thousand lux, whatever. I thought light was always measured in candles, but what do I know? So it's it's ten thousand lux, and she loves the beach. So we got her, and she loves heart rocks. We always find her heart rocks wherever we go. So I found these lava rock heart rocks uh, that are all different colored and obviously shaped in hearts, and they're made for uh, aromatherapy. That you drizzle some aromatherapy scents on there and we got her one that smells like the beach so she can have her little beach heart rocks uh, the nice scent of the beach and like the sun wailing down on her for a little while with the uh, 10,000 lux uh, seasonal depression lamp so we'll see if that helps her this year but who knows anyway working my way through the deadlift and I love the deadlift, but I used to not love the deadlift. And as I went through all this material, it brought back a memory uh, years ago when I actually was struggling with the deadlift. I was doing it fine for all years. And then all of a sudden, I would be lifting a heavy set, let's say a five, and my first rep would be really hard. And my second rep would feel way easier. And then my third rep would feel really hard again. And, and my fourth rep would be easier. My fifth rep. And I'd be like, I'm doing something wrong. There's no way one rep should go from feeling really difficult to not too bad at all and back and forth and back and forth. So after you know a month or two of dealing with that, I'm like, screw this. And so I went and did another deep dive into the deadlift and read everything I could do. And finally, for the first time, did something smart that I'm going to recommend that you guys do. And I'm going to write this down somewhere in the stuff that I'm filling out is I videoed myself. And that was a big deal for me is finally looking at what I was doing, because what we feel like is happening during a lift may not actually be what's happening. And that happens a lot because in the world of physical therapy, when you're reteaching someone to move properly, especially after things as horrible as like a stroke or a brain injury, what feels normal may not be normal. It actually just feels comfortable. So a comfortable feeling of motion may be very abnormal. So you have to train out of that comfort into something that's a little more uncomfortable to have it be a normal body motion. And that's exactly I found out what happened to me 
with the deadlift is I started drifting into what felt comfortable and got out of what was actually correct and normal for my body style. Now, like I told you, I got a long torso and little stumpy little legs. So the way I deadlift is not going to be exactly the same way you deadlift if your body is different than mine. And I mean, you're, we, you could still have a long torso and stumpy little legs, but your arms might be longer or shorter or whatever. So everything gets to be a little bit different that way. But I finally figured out what I was doing wrong and it felt uncomfortable for a while, but it was much more correct. So with that, I'm definitely going to have us all uh, at some point, if you can, with your phones or with whatever, video yourself. Because especially in the beginning of the deadlift, when you start that wind-up with that breathing and bracing, you're going to learn all about this, uh, with that wind-up, it is not a comfortable position to be in. It's a high-pressure, seriously wound-up position that isn't very comfortable at all as your hips and your chest are getting really tight and you take all the slack out of your body and the bar and you're ready to push that floor down away from you, uh, that's not comfortable. And so I had to relearn getting into an uncomfortable position to do it correctly versus doing something that felt comfortable, which actually my hips were too low. Uh, that was the problem. I, when I videoed myself, I realized that the height of my hips in the beginning of every pull was just all over the place. And that's why sometimes the pull felt easier and the pull felt harder. And I had to go back to doing it the same every single way. And the key is, the important part is, is doing the exact same setup, even when you just have an empty bar, even when it's really, really light, that's when it's the most important to do that consistent same setup. In the world of uh, wrestling, we have a pre-match routine. That's what we call it. What's your pre-match routine? That's a great, you know, the number one question in wrestling always will be, what do you weigh, right? I mean, that's that question gets asked every practice, everywhere, all over the place. What do you weigh? What do you weigh? What do you weigh? Every tournament. But uh, another great question to ask a wrestler is, what's your pre-match routine? What's, you know, what do you do to get yourself physically and mentally ready? And you got to kind of find out what that is. And uh, another story, my, my middle son was getting just absolutely tooled on by this incredible wrestler all season long. And the first time they wrestled, this kid didn't know my son. My son didn't know him. And this kid had a great warm-up routine, got himself just mentally jacked, physically jacked, went out there and just destroyed my son, right? So they see each other again a couple weeks later. They know each other now. That kid does the exact same warm-up, gets mentally, physically, totally pinned out on 10, goes out there, kills my son again. By the fourth time, my son finally looks at me and says, why is he still doing the same warm-up routine? He knows he's going to kill me. You know, what's he doing? Because he realized, he learned, somebody taught that boy that consistency in your warm-up routine gets you consistent results in, in the way that you wrestle over and over and over. There is no good reason not to be 100% prepared for any match whatsoever, because we all know you can get surprised and a kid you think you're going to blow through can beat you. So that was a huge lesson for my son. And then he, because it doesn't matter what I say when they're teenagers, he finally then created his warm-up routine, started basically copying 
what this kid did. This kid ended up moving out of state for more competition because we live up here in Maine. And then my son did much, much better after that. So same thing with an empty bar versus your heavyweight sets or what we call your work sets. You have to approach that bar with the exact same mindset, with the exact same physical, you know, physical readiness, with the exact same everything, you know, same brace, the same breath, the same windup, the same everything, even if the bar is empty, because you have no reason not to practice that same technique over and over again. So when the weight does get heavy and, you know, eventually gets pretty heavy, you got it down. You're not going to do what I did where you're up and down. Your hips are all over the place. And one set, one rep feels easier than the other because you've nailed it every single time. So now you're getting your consistent results in your action because your pre-warm-up is consistent and the same. So just going through all of this sparked those two big memories for me, which were really big learning moments. One for me with my deadlift and one for my son uh, with wrestling, who, you know, three years later um, started becoming state champ as a freshman and a sophomore. And we'll see if he gets a chance this year as a junior, because we don't know if there's going to be a wrestling season because <laughs> of the whole pandemic thing. We'll have to wait and see. But anyway, uh, that paid him big dividends to learn from that boy who was just doing amazing now out in Pennsylvania uh, with his pre-warm-up routine. So that's just what I wanted to share with you guys, that a lot of times what feels comfortable is not normal. It's not what you're looking for. You're not looking for the comfort in the setup. You're looking for the correctness in the setup and through the whole action. And a lot of times that's not comfortable and that's okay to make that difference. And sometimes you got to be able to figure that out by watching yourself through a video. Um, if you have a friend or a family member watch you, they may not know what they're looking for. They may not know how to communicate what they're looking for. So videoing, your, videoing yourself from the side or from the back is really helpful and telling to what you're doing versus what you know you need to do. So that's it. I'm here looking at the tips of the trees now. A lot of them are bare because the wind and the rain knocked all those gorgeous red and orange leaves down, which kind of sucks. They're all plastered to the ground because it's uh, wet and raining right now a little bit. And that's it, guys. All right. Get strong as hell. I'll see you next time. This is Coach Ken. Want to learn more on how to turn aging upside down? Go to second50strong.com. That's 2ND50strong. There we'll cover the ins and outs and ups and downs and how to live an active, energetic life that will make the 20-somethings jealous. This is Coach Ken, and I'll see you there. And please don't forget to rate this podcast and share it with the people you want to kick butt with. So here's the deal. How do people like us who are in our second 50 years of life and don't buy into the garbage that getting older means getting weaker and being less active? How do we age in a way that we can feel proud of, get stronger every year, and be in better shape than people half our age? That's the question. And this podcast is going to help us with the answers. My name is Coach Ken, and welcome to Second 50 Strong.